Opal's Comet, a new production by Mr. Wilsons, written by Sonia Moorhead, with music from the Greyhounds. Episode 1, The Harbinger Fair. The Winter Prince was the elder of two brothers. Born out of the darkness of the universe at the beginning of time, he had no mother. He grew from a speck of dust to become a season wrapped up in the body of an earthly man. A solitary figure robed in polar furs, his expressionless power was often mistaken by the people of the world as dangerous. But the Winter Prince tended the fires and crafted underground shelters for hibernation. He knew the fragility of life intimately. Death was not his decision, though each year it grasped what it could. During the cold months, he carved individual snowflakes to honour those lost. He declined company and worked alone. His season was simple and monochrome. His younger brother, the Summer Prince, arrived in a noisy dawn chorus. Harboured in the Winter Prince's care, he grew from a speck into a binding young man. A cannon of clumsy gaffes, he played the fool, but hubris made him cavalier. He aspired to govern nature like his brother and saw no reason why he too should not lay claim to a season. Believing duty might tame the Summer Prince, the Winter Prince offered his patronage. So, the self-serving Summer Prince built a golden barge and sailed around the world, grasping all the sun-drenched days for himself. He stretched out the summer, carelessly manipulated it and burnt its corners with indiscriminate light. He stowed away the sunshine and squandered summer's bounty. As the brothers grew older, they became more distant and powerful. Their differences and their seasons polarised. They drifted further apart. They only met twice a year at the Harbinger Fair to hand over and share their jurisdiction of the world. Most autumns, the Summer Prince fell into the Winter Prince's arms with relief, complacent as he handed over the spent and exhausted world. He would then sail upstream, taking the sunshine with him and retire to the high mountains to rest from the excesses of the harvest. Meanwhile, the Winter Prince spent long, lonely days putting the world to right, restoring order in the darkness. 
Come the spring, the self-reliant winter prince was proud to hand the days back to the summer prince, like shining new pennies, refreshed and full of potential. The days of the year were balanced in this way between the brothers. It was the time of the Harbinger Fair, this gathering that occurred twice a year, once in the spring to welcome the arrival of the summer prince and once in the autumn to bid him farewell before he retired to the mountains. The summer prince was in full flight, mixing barley with vine. This autumn, the world he handed back to the winter prince was even more spent than usual. The winter prince stood back, shook his head and waited. Despite the revelry, there was work to be done, a lot of work. The summer prince laughed like a horn. He didn't notice that the autumn colours were less luminous and leached by floods. It was of no concern to him that there was little in store for the hard winter months ahead. From tomorrow onwards, the winter prince would begin to set the daytime straight and nighttime could take care of itself because the night had its own queen. The queen of the night was often absent during the summer months. Summer bleached and stained the night's black cloak and dried out the world. When he came close, the queen felt like a castle invaded. By midsummer, she almost avoided the summer prince entirely. Despite this, the celebrated summer prince assumed that one day he would be her king and rule beside her all year long. As king of the day, the world would be his and eternally warm. But as winter approached, the queen of the night visited the world more frequently. Each year, the night sky seemed to inch closer and closer to the cold earth. Eventually, love found its bearing. When the Harbinger Fair was finally over and the summer prince had gone away to the mountains, the winter prince wrote the queen a letter from his home deep inside the earth. He wrote of how alone he felt. Everyone feared and complained about the hardships of winter, which were in fact not solely his making. By comparison, his brother, the Summer Prince, was loved and celebrated by the people of the world. In the letter, he wrote of how he admired the consistent, calm Queen and how he craved her friendship, a companion who understood his shadows. The Queen knew that everything in the world required rest the respite that only darkness can provide. She appreciated that coldness is not an inconvenience. Even the trees need to feel a chill at their roots if they're to bear fruit in the summer. He enclosed within the letter a gift, a crafted snowflake, with the suggestion that she might wear it on her sweeping black cloak. The Queen examined the special filigree of that individual snowflake, turning it over in her hand. 
It was perfection. A smile broke out across her face. She was always prowling and caretaking when the people of the world were asleep. She never suspected she was observed. Speechless by his gesture, she wrapped the snowflake carefully in the letter and tucked this treasure into the pocket of her cloak. Awaiting a response, the prince wrote again and enclosed another snowflake. The queen pressed the second letter to her heart and smiled and again slipped the snowflake into her pocket. She wrote nothing and carried on with her nightly duties. Confused and concerned that his letters might have been lost or worse, offended, he wrote again with no response. The Queen's silence cast a spell over the Prince. He now desperately sought a reply. Again and again and again he wrote. Until the Queen of the Night's pockets were so full of snowflakes and love letters that they spilled over and scattered with abundance over the world. The letters piled high on the mountains and the snowflakes tessellated perfectly to create a glacier linking the earth to the sky. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe to our podcast channel? Opal's Comet is touring the inland waterways of England as a waterborne artwork using live performance and music to explore grief. It's free to the public, so check out our website for show details and join us. You can also support Mr. Wilson's to create more content like this by donating via Patreon. We continue to champion live music and bring original performances to public spaces. Thank you.